0: just hanging around in quarantine i mean what else is there to do right? uh, not much getting ready for the, the final fight but
1: yeah with your fatal fury hat mm-hmm. i still think that that's great it's a you
0: know what it is and it's one of those things like i definitely got it from going to see an SNK game uh at a show or something like that and you'd think because of that it would be some but it's a pretty solid it's a pretty solid cap it looks pretty cool i like it, it looks sturdy doesn't look cheap nah good good hat yeah, so how you doing? Rich? Uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, had a good start to the morning. Played a little Animal Crossing on the uh, the Sword Chomp Twitch channel. I finally bought turnips. Me too. This is this is the first time I did me it. Me too, actually, because uh, as you know, uh, I used to work on Sunday mornings, but my office is no longer open on Sunday mornings because of I everything. Uh, and I kept for why? What's going on out there? Why? What's happening?
1: The world's what's why? What's ha- what's happening out there? Uh,
0: but the, the, for the past two weeks, I kept forgetting. I was like, oh, I should throw my switch in my backpack, and then like when I take a quick like fifteen minute
1: break or whatever, I can buy some turnips, and I would always forget. I had no such excuse. I just forgot that it ended at twelve, and I was thinking, ah, oh, damn. And the stock market was closed. I got like The stock market. The stocks. The sow Jones. Yeah, Sal Jones, the stock market, but uh, I bought a lot. I mean, Me I too. only bought like 780 turnips, and I, I know that may sound like a large number. It's not. It's, People are buying them in thousands. I, I bought a few thousand. I can't tell you right now with
0: certainty how many, but it was enough. It's enough that I'm gonna make a pretty tidy profit. Um. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, if you just sell them higher than you bought them, some basic economic 101, right best there. Best part of that uh, that stream is uh.
0: I think it was like 1158 and I'm in the shop selling a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like okay I can probably get a few more turnips time to mad dash pole vault and as I'm crossing the river I hear like the noon bell in town hit and I'm like no no Daisy Mae was still there she was on the beach at oh. 1201 um wow. I think it, so. I guess until you just leave if you enter a building or something I'm sure she goes but I, I managed to get there thankfully yeah why you just stalk her on the island that's fine Lucky you, lucky, lucky. So I got, I got a, a pretty decent amount. They're sitting in my kitchen, uh, waiting for the best, the best priced day.
1: I am um, in my in my quarantine stupor, how have you been surviving? I I've been cooking more, which is fun.
0: Yeah, I've been cooking more, and then on some days, um, I try and use Uber Eats or whatever to order from local places, just to support local business during all of this nonsense. Um. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, for the. I mean, it's a good thing to do.
1: So long as you just.
0: Like, I'm still working. Follow the safety guidelines. Yeah, for, for me, it's like, you know what? I'm still working, so I can afford to spend a little bit extra on food. So why not help out the places that are surely hurting?
1: Yeah, make like a toaster strudel every morning. I feel like Chef Ramsey. That's, that's pretty impressive. Just throw that thing in the toaster oven, and I'm just, just thinking, yeah. I just got a, this is it. a brand new toaster oven. Throw oh. a bagel in there, baby. That's a living. Toast Servants are great. Mm-hmm. I could put anything. I got a. Uh, I got hot dogs the other day. I've been making weenies. That works. This thing. This thing really does it all. It flexes. It can get a lot done for you. It does, and uh, I've definitely been playing way more games. Same here. Or at least been making time for games. I have to play more Animal Crossing. That be you know, the game itself, unless you're immediately addicted right out the gate, which a lot of people are. You know, if you have some other banger titles like they've been releasing these past few weeks, it's really hard to remember to just go back and go do whatever you were doing and then, you know, go back to your game. It totally is.
0: Uh, I've been trying to make a point to do at least an hour of Animal Crossing a day and that hour will often turn... Basically, you don't even have to really commit to an hour. It's like, if I tell myself I'm going to go in, I'm going to talk to the villagers to see if they have any DIYs or whatever, I'm going to sell some whatever fruits grown and you know that's pretty much it uh you end up doing a little bit more because that's just the nature of the beast
1: yeah for sure and um wait i agree it's just it's always just wanting to go in initially i almost forget some days to go and then you see i see pictures online actually of others who have decked out their entire house in town and i don't know if it's I mean, the game's been out for a little bit over a week and a half now, so I imagine that at this point, if everybody did play diligently every single day, you probably could get to these heights. But I've seen some really crazy stuff, and I'm just thinking, man, is that really something that you can accomplish in a week, or is that something you had to time skip A lot of for? people... Because some things look incredible.
0: What I, what I can tell you as far as what I've accomplished without time skipping, uh, I have three rooms in my house. I've been sitting on getting the fourth for a long time, but then I got enveloped in doing actual, like, bridges and inclines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... I have all I have 10 villagers, my town is full. Um so I managed that much. Uh I you know, decent amount of stuff coming on. Uh a mail there's a notice on the board in everyone's town today that the first uh, fishing competition is on April 11th.
1: Whoa. That's pretty cool. So there's uh expert anglers.
0: Yeah. CJ Who could be the best? is going to come to host uh the angling event. Uh but that game's still really fucking fun it's it's just fun to check in on you'll kind of lose yourself in for a little bit um as long as i'm going to be home on sundays i'm going to be doing that animal crossing check in from 10 a.m eastern to 12 p.m eastern uh on the sword chomp on twitch.tv slash sword chomp for the time being so that's something fun i'll yeah. be doing
1: for real and uh i saw that my cousin had beaten the game or rather quote-unquote apparently if you get kk slider and you attend a concert the credits just roll yeah it gives you i didn't know that and
0: that's when you also unlock uh the pathway stuff uh yeah, like the ground yeah you get in make it look fancy you get a new app that will let you lay pathways
1: that's so cool yeah so i have a lot of catching up to do on that but i've Ugh, there's been so many good titles that have come out and then final fantasy is coming out next week it's rough in the JRPG market, it's a rough one. Competition's I fierce. I thankfully though I have two things off my plate uh, this week. Same, but you go first. Tell
0: me, tell me what uh, it is. I'll start with Doom Eternal. Uh, I f- ah, you finished. I it. rolled credits on Doom Eternal on Ultraviolence. That felt real fucking good. Congratulations. Um, you know that that game. Uh, I mean to keep it brief, like, I don't feel like it's quite as good as Doom 2016.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: it loses me in some places Gasp. where. The, the combat, like, the, the new elements of it tend to overcomplicate it at times, and you feel a little bit like you're banging your head against the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, there's one enemy type called uh, the Marauder.
1: Oh, I've uh, seen um, videos of this. He's the, he's the tough boy who's really pe- fast, right?
0: People have been calling him, like, the Dark Souls enemy of Doom, because uh-huh. he works instinctually against everything else in Doom. Uh, he's very defensive, um, and basically the way he works is... If he's at long range, he's gonna chuck axes at you. Um, if he's mm. up close, he's going to slam you with these heavy melee attacks. You want to keep him at mid-range, and when
1: his eyes flash green, you need to pull the trigger to counter. Oh, And And I'm guessing this is all just fast-paced yeah. as hell, so it sounds easy in concept and scope. Also, he can
0: summon a fucking tiger, for some reason. A literal like tiger? A, or like a, hell, a tiger. hell tiger.
1: Um oh, of course. I was thinking like a uh, bangle tiger? It goes
0: down in one hit, but it's it's uh, it's tough to hit. Does it travel at you really fast? Yeah, serpentine it tries patterns? to close the distance really fast. Um, I ended up finding the method that worked for me for taking these guys down, which is I'll get them at mid-range. Uh, when their eyes glow green the first time, I'll pull the trigger on the super shotgun, and then while they're still open, I'll hit them with the meat hook and kind of swing behind them, and that disorients them enough where they have to kind of re-get their footing while I reload.
1: Okay not too. I mean, it's all. I was just about to say this sounds easy, or it sounds pretty simple. But I imagine everything's amped up to. And, to and also keep in mind, like while you're doing this, there's imps
0: and everything else around you that you're like, okay, I need to worry about these guys. But also, if I take my eyes off the marauder, he's gonna fuck my day up.
1: I've seen I've seen a few videos of um, people cheesing it, where they just cycle between two weapons. That's um, what they say and is. And then he can't move. It kind of locks him in positioning. That's what
0: they say is the and best I was like, well, way. The
1: way. That's, that's wild. So that's, that's pretty cool. You could just lock them. But I imagine if you didn't, you were just playing it for the real way. It's pretty hard.
0: And also, like, that's easier said than done while other enemies are around as well.
1: Not bad. Well, hey. Well, what did you end up clocking ultraviolence at?
0: Um, as far as time
1: goes? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let me pull up Steam real quick, and I can give you an exact wow, figure live. on that. I was going to say... I mean, as a running gunner, I heard it was relatively short. I played 20, 20 hours. Th- wow, that's good. That's really good. That's not short at all. And I was expecting like eight hours. That's,
0: uh, also, I did all the Slayer Gates. I should note that as well.
1: Ah, uh, right, right, right. You, Oh, you did mention this. There's collect. I saw there were collectibles that you can yeah, get. Yeah, I did a lot of them. I didn't get every single thing. Uh, I'm imagining you have to complete challenges to get those. Uh, well, it's
0: just a lot of them are hidden around. Uh, uh, so it's a lot of like working with the platforming. And that's the other surprising Mm -hmm. thing for me with Doom Eternal. I really like the platforming, except in certain spots, particularly the 12th out of 13 levels. In the 12th level, I feel like there's a lot of jumps and stuff that are so by the skin of your teeth. Mm -hmm. I found myself going like, can I even make this? And there were a lot of spots where I'd have to... I'd feel stuck, and I'd have to literally look at the map to try and figure out where I'm supposed to go. Which, that just...
1: You fell for the old ID software, tricky. That just... They want you to think but that. they
0: want me to think that or like is that just bad level
1: design you know what I mean whoa come on come on now. come on probably yeah <laughs> I was like come on what? well probably. probably I mean you know when it comes to human when it comes to human design I mean who knows I'm sure there's gonna be some flaws here and there I'm sure that in, they intentionally tried to make it look like it was impossible but maybe it just looked too impossible but I still
0: uh, will say I love I love the overall tone of this game uh, I love that they went out of their way to fully link the narrative of every Doom
1: game ever. I still think it's pretty wild. I mean, you're spanning out decades of Doom. Yeah. And it's all just interwoven in one neat little web. It's, uh, there's some crazy stuff if
0: you go to those, the Codex and all of <laughs> that fucking nonsense to learn about Hell Priests and. Did it leave an opening for a sequel? Uh, I don't know what's left for the Doom Slayer to slay at this point uh without spoiling what actually happens i'll just say <laughs> he wept the, because there's just no more the, demons to conquer the, and rip into the air. name of the final boss is the archon of sin
1: <laughs> i'm sure they can come up with something else you know just throw a bunch of other words in a blender and uh, see what happens like i found Insaneness it i was talking to my friend Ray about it and i was like what he's like how's doom going and i'm like well i did it i killed god <laughs> i finally murdered god that's exactly the line I whipped out when I played Asura's Wrath. That's, and yeah. someone was saying, "So how did it end?" And I was thinking, "Oh, well, you're never going to believe this." So there's a DLC where you have to officially officially kill like the god of all reality. And it looks really nice, but it's a nice little movie. That's how God of War will eventually end. You'll just ascend
0: uh, through the, throughout the series of God of War, and eventually Kratos will kill the Judeo-Christian god.
1: I mean, I have to say, you know, by the end of by when I was playing through God of War 3 at the time, I I, I didn't know where the series could go at that a fist fight with zeus i was thinking that we were solely in a universe which is why the new god of war is so cool we're just so awesome it's just that when you're playing those games you really don't believe in other pantheons at the time you're thinking that this is a universe that is only ingrained in the, the greek pantheon the
0: thing is like what that opened up to me uh for god of war of the universe is the way i look at it now is that universe is almost like the american gods universe it's like gods exist as long as there are people that
1: believe in and worship them which i think it's it just leaves it all open yeah just pick and choose whatever the hell you want at that point exactly i'm usually a fan of that the more creative you can be the better it'll be totally um but yeah i'm glad you finally got to the end of just killing the archon of sin yeah i'm sure i'm sure they'll make another one where they're just gonna up to ante it's, somehow uh, doom Eternal. yeah doom Eternal. goodbye uh, but the, but overall so you like this you like this a little bit less than 2016? Yeah, it's, is it, Do you think maybe it's just because you knew what to expect at this time around? I, th- I feel like 2016 was such a surprise. I feel like
0: 2016 feels a little bit more refined and holds back a little more in what it is. Um, basically, the way I'll put it to this is I totally understand, and I think a lot of people are. I understand being turned off by this. Mm-hmm. The way I'll put it is I still think Doom Eternal is really great and really fun. I think Doom twenty sixteen was at the time and would be if it were to come out even now, a game of the year contender. I don't think Doom Eternal is that. I think it's a fantastic game when we're talking about it, but I don't think it's game of the year material.
1: Wow, strong words. Strong opinions here. I was um I was talking to another friend of mine who really likes Doom, and I was telling him off of our last show, he was saying, Hey Oh rather, I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, I was I heard that no new doom eternal it's not so very noob friendly out the gate you know they kind of throw you in they have a lot of mechanics to your points that you were making which seemed pretty genuine and he even had the opinion he was like you know no i'd say you could just jump right in and i was so interested to hear that because i don't know if you you never know who's ever looking at this Mm -hmm. just through an opinionated mindset to just say oh hey you know maybe just from a new player's perspective this is you know not that introductory I mean, this is a guy who's played Doom all of his life, and he just knows yeah. it, so of course he may say, like, oh, no, it's fine. I'd say but... it's for
0: sure, tr- it's not like it's impossible,
1: but it's trial by fire. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that, I mean, I'm sure that's the concept of the entire game, too. It's always just trial by fire, but I see, in your point, I see how you're referencing that. It's just, and that's... when it comes to mechanics and the overall gameplay, you're just saying, hey, you can't really just jump in immediately. You gotta, gotta take a moment and evaluate what you got going on. And that's
0: coming off the way Doom 2016 kind of warms you up a little bit and there are a lot of enemies at first but it, it does a better job of warming you up i think
1: it's a fucking game where you run and gun and fight demons in hell i love speed some wacky stuff i i definitely want to i want to get in on it and i will eventually i think i think down the line later this year when i, I go through my my current library and start whittling that down a bit i'll just have doom because i have doom 2016 that i do i do want to play that again mm-hmm um, just because, for the sake of it, I, I know it's a good game. I really enjoyed it. I do want to play it again, um, before just hopping into Eternal, because I feel like I'll appreciate it more a little bit at that point. You'll also be able when to go,
0: linked. when it ends on a cliffhanger, and then you start Doom Eternal, and you can go,
1: but what happened with the what? What? Oh, I'm sure I'll be pissed off and I'll just, or just confused, and I'll just say, okay, well, I guess. It and then they, matter. I've had games before where you just start the sequel and nothing matters. And, th- like, and right, then they kind of answer
0: that stuff.
1: And when I, s- I mean, at that point, I'm sure
0: they just thought, who cares? But uh, and in the sense of almost, I mean, like by kind of answer it, I mean like Samuel Hayden shows up again, and you're like, so like, are we friends
1: now? <laughs> One thing that always stuck to my mind in certain games was um i always love when games do this so i'm being biased because it's my favorite but dead space one to dead space two so dead space one you escape Mm -hmm. and then you quote unquote get attacked yeah by x here because i'll never ruin this for anybody. but you get attacked by quote unquote this thing a a necromorph yeah a necromorph let's just say and you're wondering oh was that was that real what's going on and then two starts it's like nah <laughs> I, just say, like, nah, forget about that. I still. Like, it doesn't matter.
0: I still really like, and I'll always stay by this, I really like the intro to Dead Space 3 because it's just the disheveled Isaac in his apartment being like, they just came out of the trees, man. They just came out of the yeah, trees. They even amp it up
1: even more to 3, and 2 ends, and you do all this epic stuff, and then 3 starts, and it goes, nah. But Isaac going, <laughs> would a crazy person to laugh like this? <laughs> yeah, and then they're just like, Isaac, please. Or even God of War 3, how you just kill everything Uh, and the new god of war is just god of war
0: 3 starts with you on a
1: recreational uh rock climb to murder god oh oh, that that, the first i want to say hour to two hours of god of war 3 is still my favorite for an action game like that you rip off that i will never forget watching e3 i think it was e3 or was it a playstation demo event regardless there was that moment where they're showing you the graphics and how advanced it is compared to 2, which was insane at the time. Mm. Look and at that fur. there's that one distinct scene where you're ripping off Helios' head. And they were saying, hey guys, remember in 2 when things were kind of brutal? Well, it, it check this out. It was one of the most brutal scenes I had seen in the game at that point in my life. And when I say brutal, I'm not just saying, oh, you know, it's gore. It, you got to see the blood, the guts, the... Just the extra skin flaps the, um, that are just hanging out of this dude's just disembodied the head. The muscles tearing. Uh, also, yeah. my
0: favorite note on that in the beginning of of War 3 is, not only do you rip off Helios' head, you then keep it to use as an item.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was the whole thing. You didn't just rip it off. And you just you walk away saying, yep, that was another day's work. And you just walk away. And you're like, damn, Kratos, you brutal. He goes, hey, this seems useful. And he just puts it on his belt and says, yep. I'm going to use this. And the, I was thinking, okay, because I used Medusa's head in the other one, so I'm thinking, well, this isn't that far off, fair, but it's a little uh, weirder when you're seeing
0: a human head. To, I mean, to be fair, in God of War for the PS4, Cradles also keep, rips off and keeps a human's head, but that guy asked him to do it.
1: Yeah, it, It's like, he, there was there was an expectation. Mimira specifically requested that. He really didn't that. have a choice here. <laughs> he was kind of just, mouth agape, just his eyes projecting the rays of the sun. It was just so cool. Yeah. But um, I'm glad Doom Eternal kind of amped it up, though. It sounds really fucking cool. I th- and it, it just sounds good. Even if it's not game of the year material and makes the biggest impact that Doom 2016 would have, it, it sounds like it was still a highly anticipated game that delivered. Inside, the, never forget just the purity of the writing of Doom for me.
0: Inside the Fortress of Doom, the area you launch your missions from, there's an arena you can test your weapons in in the basement level called the Ripatorium.
1: The rip Rip and tear. What was it? Rip and tear until what? Rip and tear until it is done. Yeah, until it is done. I, I'm i genuinely curious to see where they go from there. Because this one looked like they just really showed all the cards. I really don't know it, what else they could do at that point. And again,
0: I always say the final shots of Doom, because th- again, this isn't even spoilery, like, are always just sell the tone for me so well. Where it's just like, the last boss exploding, and then a speech about like, being the Slayer or whatever as the Doomslayer just throws his super shotgun over his shoulder and walks away from this bloody carnage as the metal fades in.
1: And then it just ends. And then it just credits. (laughs) Join us next time on the next episode of Doom.
0: (laughs) Last time on Doom.
1: Yeah, last time on Doom. Uh, We go
0: back to hell. But the next thing I played, we both played and both finished? Yes.
1: Uh, And that would be Resident Evil 3 Remake. I beat it in two sittings. remake of Remakes. Yeah, I, um... I beat, it, I beat it in two settings. so I think I played the first one just an hour, and that was just to play it. I, I'll say that I technically beat it in one sitting. I beat it in one sitting. That's and, probably uh, what'd you clock it fair. In? What'd you clock it under? Uh, Just under five hours. I think I clocked mine just a little bit under four. I think it was 350. Mine mm. um, would have been like four and a half, Yeah, and you know what? I was even... I, I saw somebody clock it. What was it? Was it online? I saw somebody clock this at eight i said that you must have been, you must have you must have been dragging your really? fucking feet on that one of like, the tr- you one of the trophies
0: is the clock under two hours
1: which seems yeah doable. yeah it's totally po- i mean it's po- i beat uh what was it two here's a little soft flex i beat, I beat two in like an hour and 40 it's totally i'm po- gonna was say two. i
0: think i did the run uh on two i think i did the claire run at least in like an hour 45 maybe two
1: i think i um I saw, or uh, my older brother's friend mentioned to me that somebody clocked the Nightmare difficulty in about 55 minutes. Jeez. Which is even harder than everything. Yeah, that's... Um, I, some With random items too, so it, it must have just been a good run. I have never, let me tell you, the the whole timing your runs kind of deal, and the whole speed running thing, I've always talked about this too, I think two shows ago as well. <laughs> you brought it up in the last I, week for I, sure. I dabbled in speed running before just to try Donkey Kong Country, but I never did it to actually make good time. I actually was just way more curious about the glitches and how you could find exploits in video games. I think that's something that's very interesting to me from a development perspective. Because you wanted to help the developers. How you can kind of deconstruct the game and just analyze it. To me, that's a lot of fun. You wanted to help the developers patch um, that out. Yeah, yeah, Until But in the early games, especially when they just... You can't, you can't yeah. go back well, on it, so... You want to stop speedrunning, is what you're saying. You want to stop the, the media. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I played 2. So when I was playing 2... I fell into the trap of, I didn't even give a shit about, you know, once I found the exploits, I was thinking, oh man, that's insane. And then you exploit it and you realize you could just make some bob and weaves through certain areas of the game so you could just get a better time and just save yourself the trouble. And I found myself just wanting to clock a lower time every single, just for me. It's addicting. And I beat the game. And last, uh, so last time, uh, last week when this just released on, what was it? Friday did three release? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I played it so, uh, my
0: first, like I said, almost in the same vein that you said, really one sitting. It was, I played the first hour uh, right before we recorded the Sword Chomp podcast for the week. And then I picked it back up last night and beat it in that
1: second sitting. Yeah, for sure. And I, while I was waiting for three to download, because I had pre purchased it and I was just waiting, and I got it off of, uh, I think it was Green Man Gaming for about like 40 something dollars because I also had another coupon coupon. And, um,. I was playing two, and so I finished getting the achievements for two. I 100 a 100% completed two. Like, it's all done, and I felt pretty cool with that. But when I started playing three, there were times even after I beat it where I thought, man, I could probably go back to two really quick and just get a little time. And I was thinking, oh, man, I wonder how low of a time I can get with three right now. Like, it's just in the back of my yeah. mind to think, I wonder what exploits are, or I wonder where... You could kind of take advantage of the scripted it's events. It's the kind of, kind of
0: game that, that encourages that sort of thinking. And um, you, you and I spoke briefly about it last night. and I think we both kind of landed in the same spot of like, you could totally tell that these games were originally being developed as a box set. And yep. I really wish this had just been like three was an extra campaign.
1: I do have to say I am disappointed with the game. And I'm disappointed with it that, at a
0: sixty dollars price point.
1: Yes, um, and I do want to. For any listeners who are, you know, gracing us with your ears, um, if you are thinking about it, the only time I would ever consider thinking about this is if you can get it discounted from sixty. Also, even if it's two dollars, even if it's two dollars off, I don't to, give a shit. Just don't. To be $60 fair,
0: um, I haven't tried it at all yet. Maybe it's worth noting. Resident Evil Resistance is a part of this package, and I haven't played any of that yet. <laughs>
1: technically because you know what I've seen people who did not buy 3 somehow get resistance somehow and you know Is it a separate f- code for the PC version or something? It's like a se- it's a separate program even on Steam. It's not like it's Well, yeah, no, that either.
0: that's it. That's two. That I don't no, know if it's a separate that's code. It. I got to be but honest. But let me you. tell you, here's the thing cuz I bought the PlayStation version. And I pre-ordered Resident Evil 3, and then I just got Resistance. And it's a separate launcher. It, it's 100% a separate launcher. But there's nowhere yeah. in Sony's marketplace for me to go and buy just Resistance.
1: I'm telling you, I've seen people... I don't know if it was for a beta. I don't know if it was for something There was else, a beta for Resistance. Some people were Resistance. able to play it. Yeah, some people were able to play it and just say, eh. And even then, it's still very... It's still broken, and it needs work. And it almost seems like... I, I imagine And that might be a cool thing. I haven't played two, any of it yet. I haven't given it any time yet. I... I have watched, I have played barely a round or two. Um, It's just a one versus many kind of deal and vice versa. It seems fun. There's obviously been two development teams to work on it, as it should have. I don't see, still, why they couldn't have put in additional content in the game, the base game. And the only two excuses that they have, really, is that A, they didn't have enough development time because they were so focused on rushing it out. Or B, they just wanted to. Focus on resistance as a long term, and to me, that's just very disappointing. It's a very disappointing package to have to pay full price for, and I would never recommend this to anybody to pay sixty dollars full And price. It even if you're thinking, let me support Capcom, Capcom has had bangers, absolute bangers for the past five years. Absolutely, they do not deserve the ultimate support for kind of this package system. It's not; it's just not worth, worth noting it to pay that. The game is good if it were $30 I would fully recommend it that is the exact price point that I threw out when I was playing it and finished it I said you know this feels like a $35 to $40 game and even when I say game I mean it as you were saying earlier as a package DLC to Resident Evil
0: yeah if they had just been like we're putting out three but you know as everyone know could say from the past three is a slimmer game than two even on the PlayStation it's we're gonna put it out maybe like digitally only as a dlc for two but it could be a standalone product as well for thirty dollars
1: yeah and don't and i i do want to know you know the game itself is excellent you know as a it plays like i two, never just great personally personally i've never played the original resident evil 3 nemesis i have no legs to stand on with this i thought it was excellently made and I thought the graphics were incredible using the RE engine. I still think the character designs are in fucking incredible. they're some of the best character models I've seen in games. How about that
0: first person um, opening sequence that oh, They go absolutely. there just like we're playing with the fact that we're in the RE
1: seven engine? They change they change the the pacing of the games immediately because they make it very clear that unlike Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 is a more action focused game yeah um and they make that very very apparent right out right at the outset when nemesis comes um and it's a good game nemesis For, is Mr. Even X the three and a half steroids. to four to five hours it's a very very good game that being said there are just some questionable decisions throughout the game that i read up even on three nemesis even prior to this release that i didn't understand why they would cut some areas as they did they would cut some enemies as they did there were just certain points where they actually just started picking and choosing elements of the original to, to, to throw into in, this yeah. newer version and they just excised the rest and it doesn't really make a lot of sense because the game kind of also as i'm playing through it just felt incomplete like there were some things that you were thinking ah, this is this is it this is the area of raccoon like oh we're gonna leave raccoon city now that, that was yeah that's it? it it just seemed very bare bones compared to two I felt that the police station was its own. It was its own world. It was its own city and universe. And also, this game and uses
0: part of the police station. And when I say part, yeah. like specifically, there's a section where you're playing as Carlos that it is just a portion of the police station from two.
1: Yeah. And it, it, it makes you think, even great point, you go back to the police station. I'm like, oh, we're returning to this world. Because the police station was so massive and was amazing in scope that even Raccoon City as a fucking city Feels small. did not give me. That impression, yeah, it's completely cut off and barricaded at certain points to make it just feel so much smaller. And I feel like if you put back in the clock tower, if you put back in the graveyard, you put those enemies in, it really would have helped flush it, it feels out. Weird so while the game is great, it's it just mm, it, yeah, it just felt odd. It felt and very empty what for ends a city up, run by zombies. What, it was like mm. what
0: ends up happening is unlike RE2 that had this expansive, the police station which is connected to the sewers which is connected to the umbrella lab, this mm. has three distinctly disconnect areas it has uh raccoon city and this sewer area then it has um the return to the police station and then it has the uh, spencer memorial hospital and finally it has um the the lab
1: right and then that's it and that's it Mm -hmm. and they all
0: feel like their own areas that are cut off from each other
1: yeah, they're all they're all their own little pocket areas, and even say the hospital, I felt like that could have just been more expansive than it felt. It's the game. all the is Carlos just a victim of having too feel, much stuff barricaded,
0: especially those two Carlos sections, which are the police department and the hospital. Um, they feel cut off,
1: and I would say for those of you who haven't played two, you re- you really should. Um, I think it's only twenty dollars now. Yeah. And it, it really is a fucking. Great does anybody thing, I have to say it's a perfect? Do re-line.
0: you also hate kind of not hate? Hate's the wrong word because I don't. I'm, I hate I it. don't understand Carlos's redesign
1: because his hair makes me angry. <laughs> I don't. You know what? Fine. I actually thought Carlos looked great. You know, it's so funny. I was looking up. I always like to look up the general opinion of the populace to see. You know, does everybody else feel the same way about this, or is it me? Or, but there were a lot of gripes about Carlos's hair. And I was thinking, you know, that's not the one thing that I've ever thought about while playing that game. It just looked fine. I was well, like, you know, eh, it's funny it's if you uh,
0: for the pre-order because I'm so I'm sure you got it too. We had Carlos's classic hair as an option, which looked weirder. Um, here's the <laughs> it looked weirder. Here's the reason I didn't use it. I tried to use it briefly. I didn't like that it made him clean shaven. It did. It just made him look. Weird. And I was like, I'm I'm I... gonna go and make him go back to making him look like if Johnny Bernthal
1: lost his comb. And again, it's just it's just there, and it's just all hanging out. It was so funny too because um, I saw I didn't even know this until after I beat it and started just looking up on the web what people thought of it. There were people who were players who were actively angry that Jill's alternate costume did not have the skirt. Yeah, did not, oh didn't didn't show enough ass. No, it I, didn't have the we, skirt. It's well, they they were saying oh they, they made it more of a shorts skirt combo, yeah. and that's that's ridiculous. That's unacceptable. Once again, censorship at its finest. I was thinking, you know, I didn't... Again, I didn't play 3, but I went back and I looked up screenshots, and just as my suspicions were confirmed, you, you can't tell shit no, was a on the polygonal game. model. It's like somebody complaining, which I'm sure it happened, Lara Croft, didn't look as busty enough for the whole meme of having pointed breasts and just saying, oh, yeah, it's, it's not good enough. You couldn't even tell Jill's back leg from an ash ashtray. Ch- oh, you can't. Um, my fav- it's impossible. My favorite note to get is I found a really great thread
0: uh on twitter about that where it was like imagine being angry about this but my favorite reactionary meme to this stuff is always just that cake where it says like sorry you didn't get a boner
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's it's preposterous and these are people who i don't even know why let's just say like, it's,
0: it's the principle of the thing and it's like let's, what say you principle,
1: could. You let's say you could get yeah let's say you can get a little bit half of an ass flap of a cheek out there is that really what you want is that really what's gonna set you that's, over? That's come their on. hill to die on, Eric. I, I, it's it's unreal to me. To me, my laundry list of things that could have been improved. We got we got skirts. Probably that that's not even on the list. It wasn't even considered. It didn't I'm even honest. come up. I didn't it. In fact, I didn't even fucking I bother. refused to loo-
0: use the classic costume, not for the reason everybody else did, but because to me, I went. Oh, this, Jill's going through a lot. She should at least get pants. I thought it looked all really cool, and I even loved
1: her stars outfit that you get. Oh, out yeah, I, I did unlock that after my first fantastic. run. The character models were absolutely fantastic. I loved every single bit of it. I was playing on the, thank God, I was playing this on the PC, because I really, it's, they look incredible. They do. Mm. It's just, you know, there are just minor gripes that I had. Like, even, let's talk about Carlos, yeah, at the police station. I'm spoiling it. Again, if you haven't played these games, I'm sorry, but these are games that came out like They came out in the ago. 90s. Let's say Carlos at the police station genuinely again never played three it doesn't make sense in canon that carlos returned to the police station because in the original apparently jill went back to the police station that's number one but number two that normally wouldn't be a big deal and i wouldn't give a shit it's just you know in two in the remake as part of a dlc i'm using air heavy air quotes for that bullshit there's a little note that was left by jill in the RPD station because, with the assumption yes. that she went back to the RPD each station because Resident Evil 3 takes place a couple of hours earlier than yeah, the 2.
0: Because, well, they're technically like taking place conjointly, but she would have been there before Leon arrived.
1: She, the point is, yes, yeah, she was there. There's no way she would have left the note. And I was joking about this earlier that uh, someone was telling me the joke, like, what the fuck? Did Carlos just forge her, <laughs> her rendering and signature and say, hey, Actually, too. Tyrell wrote it. But... <laughs> It just doesn't make sense. And there's a clear disconnect between the development teams and story. And it just seems like they made some last minute decisions that didn't really make too much sense. And even going back to RPD was really cool. Um, but it just. It was strange. It just kind of felt like it was strange. Also. And it really didn't feel like it made a connection. The only thing, actually, at the end of this game that it made me really want to do is go back yeah. to 2. Um, because it just felt more of a also, game. Also, if we're make.
0: making changes, I would have made Tyrell playable.
1: Yeah. Just Because he's the extra. real hero. Yeah, and I know that this is one of is from the sounds of it, I just griped about this with you for maybe a good twelve minutes and at the end of this I'm gonna say, excellent game. It is, it is. the base game is a lot of it's fun. Just I thought Nemesis not worth $60. there were certain moments that looked Yeah, not at sixty dollar fun. The, the the price of admission to me is not worth that. There are some moments with Nemesis that are badass. Like they're badass. Dodging but rockets all I, day. Oh, there's
0: the scene. That's still my favorite Jill line in re There's a scene where RE3 he's taking ever. the weapon. He couldn't use there's weapons. There's a scene where he's taking
1: the weapon. It was the rocket launcher, to your point. He just drops the crate. It auto-opens, and it pops up, and it takes... It was so badass. And I was thinking, man, that's awesome. Um, Back when he's a leather daddy. But there daddy. were certain changes that they should have made. And, you know, the mass consumer public was saying, hey, the game's too short. Yeah, I agree, but at the same time the original was, my gripe is more so that they could have put in more... To make it something And they more, cut content. just sticking a base game. Yeah, and they cut it. And that's why that's weird. Um, everything else about the game shines. It really does. It's just... It's fucking weird to do it. And did. It, so, I'm hoping that, number one, they they should release DLC. The reason why I'm telling you to get this at a fucking discount is because you bet your ass they're going to charge you DLC money yeah, for yeah. that. For sure. They're going to say, you like this game? Well, we'll buy some more. And it's going to be progressively leading up to the amount of content that re2 and, and i'll I, buy it because i'm an asshole <laughs> i'll only buy it on sale there, there's no i can't anymore um but that being said we did beat it i am gonna go back and try to 100% it just because it, it's gonna take even shorter i imagine i'm gonna too. do
0: the same but um, i might wait uh until we're living in a world where i have played final fantasy 7 remake and then jump back to re
1: <laughs> i can't wait for final fantasy but, well you know what my um I just got the notification today off Amazon that my Final Fantasy VII is not going to ship or deliver until the 14th. Mine's? So it is going to be delivered. I
0: switched to uh, digital when I found out this was going to happen, as I told you. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's actually preloaded on my console right now with a little, like, five days, an hour, many hours countdown.
1: How much uh, How much space did it take?
0: Uh, I didn't even check because I have...
1: Because that was deterring me from downloading it. Let me all. go
0: t- take a... I'll take a look for you after this, but... Um, the thing was, uh, I didn't even check because I have my, my thing set up. Uh, there's a setting you can have on your PlayStation where it's, hey, if I pre-order something and it has a preload, as long as there's space, do it automatically. Yeah, why not? That's, that's, you're playing a dangerous game. That's a dangerous game. I don't think game. so. Just do it all Because out. what if I forget I pre-ordered something space. or something like that?
1: You're gonna run out of space.
0: Well, no, no, it's set because if you pre-order something, uh, as long as there's space, auto-load load it once, uh, pre is
1: available. That was. I, I. That would have been a dangerous game to play if this was pre-external that I hooked up. Because anytime I, I put in a new game, forget it. It said, nope. Uh, you're out of space. At and I was thinking, oh shit. Who, what needs to be. You're cut? out of space, buddy. Goodbye. Um, the final word on RE3: a lot of fun. Don't buy full price. It's a very nice demo. I I should say DLC. I'm sorry. That's really harsh. It's a really nice DLC. Um, but that's all to me it is. And it, it's a good game, but yeah, I'm nah, not. Not $60, $65. If you did spend that money, I applaud you, because you must be a big fan of it. But we do For sure. have other games to discuss. Oh, yeah. So, outside of that, there is Final Fantasy, but that's not coming out yet. That's going to come out soon. There was Persona. Five Royal. Five. And I got to say, it kind of sucked me in, and it's pretty fucking good. It's a great game. As as everybody could imagine with this getting 10, to 10 out of 10s across the board everywhere. Um, I really like it. It's a, it's a I'm good glad
0: game. you finally got to it. So I am, I started it as well. Uh, I played the first one, obviously the original persona five is what I mean by that. Um, and mm-hmm. now I'm playing Royal and, uh, I mean, we're both enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, really what I wanted to note on was like some of the new content. Cause there's a lot, uh, for people that are just diving into it. You might be surprised personally to learn some, some of these things are new. Uh, we already discussed there's a new party member, Kasumi, who pretty much takes the stage right at the beginning of the game. Uh, she's worked into the original intro uh, in such a way that has me intrigued to learn more about her character as the game progresses. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, For there's sure. some big changes to combat. Uh, oh, tell me about this because
1: I'm not, I'm not going to know.
0: Yeah. Real, uh, uh, okay, so I'm sure you've been introduced to Baton Pass at this point. Baton yes. Pass was in the original game. But you had to unlock it through a confidant link with the shoji player late game. And its only real purpose was you could switch out party members that weren't currently in battle in combat. And you could still do that. Oh, so not in your party. Yeah, you could still do that. But uh, the new purpose it serves is the, the loop of persona has always been you exploit an enemy's weakness and you get to attack again. Now, when you exploit an enemy's weakness, you can use baton pass to pass your extra attack to another party member. With
1: increased benefits, yeah, too, damage and um, other things. Uh, I think you just do more damage. Yeah, but that's entirely new. Um, that's pretty crazy, because I, I abuse the hell out of that it, system. It's a lot uh, of technical attacks are also entirely
0: new. Really? Yeah, uh, the idea that if you wow. uh, get an ailment on a, an enemy, using a certain kind of attack will result in technical damage. That's a brand new concept
1: um wow i imagine these sound like a lot of different quality of life changes that just made the game better yeah they're,
0: they're all stark improvements um i don't know if you've unlocked Props combat them. challenges yet
1: nope the, yet. the velvet room has combat challenges now and those are brand new um i did just okay they didn't call it combat challenges i think they just called it like battle whatever it was, yeah battle you go
0: through players. uh justine and them to to do these like and a lot of them are about getting multipliers up and doing a certain amount of damage
1: mm-hmm. um
0: and also, actually, there are two of those that are out as DLC that I did pay for, um, hmm. because I'm excited to do them when I'm of the appropriate level. There's DLC packs where you can fight the protagonist from Persona 3 and Persona 4. <laughs> That's
1: pretty um, cool. Which are I probably, absolutely cool. I probably wouldn't get those, because I wouldn't be able to Yeah, you have those. no frame of reference for it, so... I have, I have no fucking frame of reference for that. I'll say, who are these high schoolers? Time to beat up some high schoolers. Um, I saw that... With Persona Five, there was, I think, a grand total of about seventy to ninety dollars of pure DLC. Yes, that is out there in the wild. And I was thinking, how obscene! (laughs) Also, (laughs) I was like, I already have
0: most of that DLC, and it transfers right into Persona Five. Well, you know
1: what? When did Persona Five, the original, come out? Uh, twenty seventeen. Yeah. So you know, you had the game to enjoy for a number of years. So that I imagine that you really just played through a lot of it to justify spending more to get a little different experience and or a little It wasn't fun. all like I spent all that at once, you know, it was pumped in over time. Yeah, it spread... And also, how long... Did, how much time did you spend in the game? 200 hours. I'm sure you made we- yeah, I'm sure it was well worth the investment, yeah. for God's sake. So that makes sense. I was for like people like me for new, I was thinking, I was, uh, hey, you know, I wonder what kind of DLC they had. It was literally, I think, they were like, buy this bundle. This Come on, Persona bundle. It. And I was thinking oh, this has the base game, and then some extra... It's like, no, that was all DLC. And I... I was disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, what is this crap? I was like, there's Under... two... One of them was the, uh... Hey, listen, one of them that you showed me was the Super Sentai bundle, where you could become Power Rangers. Yeah, the...
0: That was for cool. For anyone who's played any of the Persona series before, it's one of my favorite bits of lore, is they basically have their Power Rangers equivalent, Neo Featherman, that exists in the universe. Um, Persona 4 also had Neo Featherman costumes. But the first time, they 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 mention them in Persona 1, like you can see the show on TV. In Persona 2, um, there's actually an extensive plot point where each of the characters, because they're a group of friends, has their favorite uh, Featherman character from their childhood, and they all have the masks. And they become important mm-hmm. items to like, the narrative arc in Persona 2. I
1: like that. I like how there's just story-based reasons for but it but all those costume DLCs, i just i wouldn't i can't appreciate yeah. it yet. i can't i would have to play the game beat it and then want to go through another round to even so say like yeah, i there's also
0: gonna uh, there's shit.
1: costumes from shin again my Tra- strange journey which i i did see that i i have to say atlas knows if you're even a remote fan of anything they'll know that you'll shut they'll say you like say you like that uh you like that reference yeah there? also
0: worth noting you're know. not just paying for the costumes because costumes change the battle music in persona so if you're wearing the, the strange journey costumes, you get the strange journey battle music. I'm a big fan of
1: that. Um, I recently so you can tell whenever I was just telling Rich before we even cast it, I was saying, Hey, I didn't know how heavily influential this was with Shimigama Tensei. And let me tell you, I knew the background of Persona where they it was a Shimigami Tensei spinoff title. You
0: didn't expect people to be yelling,
1: Jack Frost! I didn't. No, I genuinely didn't because I looked up zero information about these games. I'm very careful when it comes to RPG games or story-based games like these because I just know that one day I'm going to be coming across a screenshot, a joke, a meme, anything that's going to give away portions of the story, and it won't become relevant for me until it's happening. Until I play through it, and I do hold subconsciously. I do remember those things. I've I've spoke about this throughout the years of the show to just say heavy rain was eternally spoiled for me and I still to this day can recall the exact moment it was spoiled and what it was and I can't go back so I just retain certain spoils that I just can't backtrack on and I was very careful with this now that being said I'm an extremely big fan of Strange Journey which is a great game I really dug that game and I really dug uh, my introduction was from Shimigami Tensei 4 at the time because I wasn't I wasn't that hardcore fan of the series and I love those games they were such a weird combination of dark humorous and yeah, it's just, just strange. And um, after playing this, I didn't know they took the direct demons. The demons are the fucking personas. Games. Yeah, I didn't... I, I had no idea. I just thought, it, to your point, I thought it was a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure version of a high school drama. And it kind of is, everybody to just a had point. their. Everybody had their personas, and you just leveled up the personas. Almost like a Final Fantasy-esque, like, here's your character, there you go. And you can just learn And parts of what you're saying are right. You, well, I hope so. It, it is so far, but the entire demon-fusing system, it's like they took all the Shin Megami Tensei form, they just threw it into the game, and I was so surprised, thinking, wow, you know, people really do dig Shin Megami Tensei, because I used to think in the past, you know, this was kind of a niche title that some people played, but it was a it's a weird game. They're all weird games. Yeah. And I was thinking, wow, Persona's so popular, it has to be because of this high school aesthetic and difference and departure from the weirdness of the demons and all. No, they're all there. And... I was sold. I said, oh shit, it's just high school mixed with this shit and things just progressively keep getting weirder more serious or lighthearted. Hell it's yeah, the, they do. It's, it's the series. Eric, welcome to the Velvet Room. Oh, it, it's fucking great. Yeah, it, the Twin Peaks. It, it's like, I love, I adore um, it. And oh, I, also, yeah, I like that, that should it. be, Uh, they mention it in this, but
0: you won't have the frame of reference of seeing it change Um, because of the other games. Igor says early on, I believe, he says, this room changes to suit the needs of its user. The room has a different form in every game. In Persona 3, I believe it's an elevator. Um, In Persona 4, it's a limo. Um, And in this, it's a prison. Does it ever explain why it's a prison? Uh, Well, it has to do with all of the theme of you being a thief. Ah, and you break out. Okay.
1: I kind of, yeah, and I just, I dig the characters. I really just like the the flow Actually, there's a
0: better, there's a better reasoning for it being a prison, but you won't get that until you've beaten the game. (laughs) Well, yeah, I was gonna say, it does at least tell you and yeah, some you'll get capacity, a. Like, hey, um, there's a reason. I don't know. I don't believe you've been to Mementos yet, uh, which is mm-hmm. the Mementos. You'll have that explained to you shortly. Not really a spoiler. It's basically the palace of the conscious mind. Think of it as people like Kamoshida, the first uh, real boss, so to speak. He's his reality is so warped. He has his own palace. Mementos mm-hmm. is the palace of the world, the connective consciousness. Um, so basically think of it as a dungeon you can explore in your downtime to grind. Oh, it's like, um, terrible reference,
1: like a Bloodborne's Chalice Dungeon. It's
0: just a little yeah, extra. Yeah, it, it's similar in that respect, although it does have a, little extra a narrative stuff. arc for beating. You'll find a lot of optional bosses there. Uh, like, Death is sort of the main, is the, the true endgame boss, a la Final Fantasy style of finding extra bosses.
1: Um, Death roams the halls of mementos. That's pretty cool. I, I, I barely... You know what? I've sunk in already seven hours into it, and it seemed like a blur. Like I haven't even spent and any yeah, time in seven
0: it hours, there. and you're not through the first dungeon
1: yet. Well, I saw somebody um said, "Oh, hey, you know, I've spent about six hours," and someone said, "Oh, so you're almost done with the tutorial." And I was thinking, "Oh man."
0: Uh, also, uh, yeah, I guess it, so. coming into other changes, the tutorial's a lot more palatable this time. Uh, I'm sure you saw this meme at least back in the day. Morgana spends a lot less time telling you to go the fuck
1: to bed. Yeah, I didn't even know. You know, it's only happened a few times so far, and I was thinking, wow, if this kept happening, that would have been a pain in the ass." Basically, the way they remedied it is in early
0: hours, you don't have a lot of opportunity to leave um, your home at LeBlanc, so they just added a lot more things that you could do in the coffee shop. Um,
1: Yeah, you can study, or clean, or just boost your And a lot of
0: those things do come up eventually, but not that early on in the game. You spend a lot of time watching a cutscene, getting back to your room, and then when you try and leave, Morgana's like, it's pretty late, maybe we should go to bed, and I'm like, you're a cat, leave me alone. Yeah, you're a cat, please
1: stop. You cannot determine this. I um have you started to I do, uh, melt I do oh. have to say for people who are new to the series, as somebody coming into this fresh, just like any Shrimigame Tensei game I've played, it starts to ease you in pretty easily at first, and then once you get a good couple of hours in, they just throw They're like, All right, here's you. some other stuff. There's a lot. To maintain and they do give you the tutorials that pretty much outline it as simply as possible just to throw you in i imagine if they came out with like say a 10 page manual you wouldn't you wouldn't really want to go through it but um things like the fusion mechanics which i'm pretty much used to already convincing demons to join you i was so ecstatic to see that literally every single Shimigami tensei mechanic is in um, this game demon um,
0: negotiations are back for the first time in persona five since persona two really yeah. um this is new the, you you Oh, I thought that was just going to be standard no, from the No, it was games. in the first two. In three and four, Demon Negotiations weren't there. Uh, basically, what would happen in those is at the end of a battle, you would draw a hand of tarot cards, and some of them would be personas, and you could choose one to take a new persona on. Um, Interesting. But I, kinda, I love Demon Negotiations. They're so much funny. The writing in Demon Negotiations is so funny, too, so I always love it. They're like, hey, you know, man, parents are fucking lame, right? <laughs> Yeah, am I right? Or what's this
1: domestic violence my mother was talking about? I, I love was thinking, oh, one of your co-
0: conversation options for that one is like, uh, are, is everything all right at home?
1: Yeah, and then they get pissed off actually at you and then they go away. That, yeah. That's the wrong option to choose. And I was thinking...
0: Um, <laughs> there are, and then you can, by advancing confidant links, the social links with certain characters, you can help aid those. Like I think at level four with On, um, you unlock girl talk, which gives you a second shot if you mess up conversations with a female
1: demon i there's just so much to consider when it comes to not only the demon discussions but also just the confidant links there are a lot of them and there's only so much to do during each day for example you really can only go through say a a conversation to build up confidants a day until you get into the evening so that's why
0: it's important to have the persona of the correct arcana so it'll advance faster um, mm-hmm. gifts are important to advance those relationships. The conversation, uh, points you choose are important and it, it's, it, you know, you need to find a healthy balance because all of them are going to help you in different aspects of the game in different ways.
1: Yeah. And let me tell you, anytime... And they're also
0: their own little, like, contained stories and all of them are fantastic. They are.
1: A huge fan of that kind of, uh, game setup. Um, I'm trying to think of another... And there are at least... At least three new ones.
0: At least three new ones I know of.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say there's there's a lot of those conversational types of games that I really mm-hmm. dig, um, that just suck you in. They, I I can immediately just tell that this this game is gonna times gonna. Fly it was on. always something I they knew. Say you'd it's like. about hundred hours on average, but that's that's easy. It's like I could easily spend that time just doing anything. Um, um, but there's so much confidant. There's just so much to absorb. I'll just go in and talk to somebody. They'll say, "Hey, what's up?" And I'll have a conversation. I'll say. Hey, you're pretty cool, aren't you? Then all of a sudden the screen will go dark. It'll go, thou, I art thou, and thou art th-. I'll be like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> thou has <laughs> established a new person. bond. It's another confidant To break link. the wings of rebellion. Uh, I swear. It's like, how many confidant links are there? And I just know they're going to keep getting more and yeah, more numerous. Well, and it's like, you have one little sentence with somebody, and all of a sudden the screen darkens. Like, hey, can you help clean up? And you're like, yeah, sure. It goes, I art thou. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> thou has much. established
0: a new bond. Uh... Every single time. But uh, the three new ones I know of are Kasumi, who you've met in passing at this point. um, The school counselor, who you should meet shortly. And uh, my good old boy, Goro Akechi, has a confidant link this time
1: around. Well, I I dig... I only met two of the other Phantom Thieves so far. I dig the characters already. Um, The story goes in such an unexpected dark turn right out the gate, and I didn't know it was going to get like that, but... Soon you will meet... um, It totally hooked me in. um, Um, And also... What was I going to say about mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Freaking Lost out. Lost train of
0: thought. Oh, mm-hmm. what I, I, I meant to yep. ask you about this. It doesn't matter. Um, also, this is the first Persona where I feel like there's a real cohesive theme behind everything. Uh, do you like the idea of everybody's
1: Persona sort of being like this thief archetype? Yes, and that's actually what I was going to get into, too. The overall theme, it just blends really well. And let me tell you, I... Um, my first persona what was it arsene arsene, arsene arsene yeah i just fused him right at the gate and i didn't know if i was supposed to do you that you, you can always get him oh, back yeah, from the compendium it. um
0: the 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 main character like arsene is his first per his true persona but in the end game um he does have a a greater form of arsene that you can unlock um that is like his his peak persona but that's something to worry about late game
1: Oh, I'm looking forward to it. it the game style really it had not clicked. When I say clicked, I mean it clicked, but it didn't really sell me on it until uh, Captain Kid came Captain out. Captain Kid! And I was thinking, man, that's a oh, cool one. I said that's a cool design. Also
0: worth noting uh, that uh, you might not be aware of, so obviously all your party members have their own Confidant, their own Confidant Link. Um, mm-hmm. Confidant Links max out at rank 10. Um, when you hit rank 10 with a party
1: member, their persona will change. That's cool. That's actually pretty cool. Um, and like you said, it's just like a Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Stand type of ability. Mm. It's just this custom personality ability type that they have that just, yeah, it's their personas and it's just cool. I, I just like the overall design. It's stylish. I will say this, the overall design and theme of the game and the interface and jo- it takes some getting used to. It's a lot at first. The game is so heavily stylized in every single aspect of its, you know, its structure and I really like it. At the beginning, it was a fucking—it's overwhelming. It's just so many colors and so many different things moving that, back and forth. Now I appreciate it, even again from a development point of view. I'm like, damn, to make it this way, this is so cool—the way they just structure it all. But in the beginning, I was thinking, what the hell is going the on? The intro man? at
0: the casino, I feel like, really envelops you and be like, you're like, what is this? And
1: yeah, it just throws you right in. And they're like, oh, just also, go. I, I feel thinking, like
0: you kind oh. of go into the casino. The casino is a dungeon, and I feel like you go into it with a heavy heart. Because of the intro, you're like, I know they fail. I know they don't get out.
1: Let me tell you, at first, um, I didn't know that at first, also, when... You, you play the beginning of the game, and you have no idea about any of the the elements of the story. And I do encourage anybody who hasn't played Persona, do it like I Just play this game. It's, it's really a great entry point. JRPGs. Um, but that's what I want to talk about, that I elapsed the thought in. It's, you start out in the beginning... And you go through the sequence, and I won't spoil this for people who haven't played it yet, but when things eventually go awry, at the moment I was thinking, oh, this is actually happening in the real world, and this is how it's going to go, but then you're introduced to palaces, and then the subconscious, and those connections, and I'm now coming to the realization that, oh, it doesn't really make sense that you were dressed up the way you were in the beginning if this was the real world, or that you had those abilities, it must have been taking place in a palace, And then it's kind of leading me to believe where's the story going to go then because is any of this that I'm experiencing right now real or am I just trapped in this metaverse because it doesn't make sense for what you're going through.
0: As you unlock more of the details of the, the situation you're stuck in, it'll start to make sense. As you make more allies, it'll start to make sense when you meet the good old Goro Akechi who forever, I almost wish it was my text tone, there is this, like, he has this pretty boy-ass voice. So, like, the audio bit of Goro Akeji going, Robin Hood is
1: forever stuck in my head because his persona (laughs) is Robin Hood. Tell me this. Or rather, I'll let you not tell me if it's really spoiler-heavy. I'll give you the decision for this. And if anybody doesn't want to listen to this, skip to an hour and five, because I can answer this in two seconds. Is the current story where you're in... Uh, the interrogation room. Is this happening in the it's real world? It's happening in now? the real world. What? That doesn't make any sense. It will. It will. Um, the is talking about people's hearts. Well, it sounds so think, weird. think of
0: it in this way. At that point in the story, the Phantom Thieves have become so talked about in the real world that basically you're in a situation where they're thinking, I can tell you've done something, but we're not even sure how to prove what it is you've done.
1: But then tell me this, the beginning sequence,
0: is that real? Parts of it are. It's you trying to get out of this dungeon because the metaverse is starting to sort of collapse in on you and the real authorities are starting to show up. Um, that's a big turning point. And, and they're blending. There's a reason that they were prepared for you to try and strike this palace. I won't spoil that because it's a big turning point in the game.
1: Okay, thank you. That'll be that'll be enough in the spoilies. I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling because... As you start to get more abilities you're not you're not who your persona is in the real world, and you know the acrobatics, the weaponry the gadgets they there well not it almost it all in leads world.
0: into like the way the air shelf shop works where uh um, right. Morgana talks about it being a reality of perception it doesn't matter yeah, if you that is not real... the real gun your enemies think it's a real gun, so it behaves like one,
1: yeah. I, I really dug that too. Okay, that was enough for that. So I just want to make sure because right now, I one of my favorite parts of the game is that every time you either make a new confidant connection or you um, progress in the story, all of a sudden the frame stops. It starts to just multiply because it and it's da, the interrogation it room loops you right back to the yeah. future and the present. And I adore that yeah. because it's just such a cool little. It's a great framing it device. Switches the tone. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. So, so far, it's already selling me. I'm not even done with the tutorial palace yet. Um, I'm so excited to just play more. And frankly, I don't even care that my Final Fantasy, I got a delivery delay to <laughs> But more 14? time with Persona. I don't even give a shit. Yeah, I don't even give um, a shit because I'm already playing it. And a fantastic and so one. Of one of
0: the best ones like the past 10
1: years, if you ask me. Um, it, it's so much fun. And here's I, this is something I don't take too heavily or to heart pun not intended. I do not take this so closely, but um, I mean even GameStop gave it a yeah. 10. And I don't take game media review scores seriously in any capacity. I still don't. The only time I ever take games media reviews truly seriously or when a game's When I came. did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I talk about it. Which is true. You know what? That should be good. that should be a good reference for anybody who's ever determining that. Make your own make your own judgments. But if a game bombs i'll take it seriously yeah that's, um, that's fair if it does decently well uh yeah i'll form my own opinion i'll know if i'm gonna buy it just if i'm interested enough point in ca- case in point donkey Kong country tropical freeze gamestop gave it a six you know and uh, other outlets gave it top marks but i was gonna get it anyways cause also it's game
0: Kong. games you know, it, uh, it's GameSpot happen. gave uh resident evil 3 remake a six which i think is fair yeah
1: and everywhere else gave it 9s and 10s and you know what if it was basing the general game on it totally but i think that other outlets were judging it based on its package yeah. and i i take that i take that into consideration as well and i agree with that but um, oh also listen it, it just goes to say that persona 5 is getting 10s and these places really they're known for never giving a bunch of 10s so when they do give it a 10 you're like oh shit it's the deal but persona really is fucking good so far to sell me on a game like that early that's impressive also i'm
0: gonna have two more quick persona notes for you um just because i think this will give you the appeal if you're wondering what the huge appeal of uh a new game plus was um in new game plus you get to bring your social stats over into the new file um Mm -hmm. so you can kind of cut corners on a lot of the confidant ranks by like having higher guts and knowledge and stuff like that um and then the other note I was going to give you was if you finish Persona Five, you're wrapped on it, and you're like, wow, that was really good. Um, my offer still stands to lend you my Vita TV so you could play Persona Four Golden. <laughs> oh, I absolutely want to. They still say it's the best it's, one. That is the thing is, like, I like Persona Five and I think certain aspects are a lot better. I think the the characters of Persona Four, the core cast, is still a stronger cast.
1: Oh, that's cool. Um I just have to I have to. I have Troy, to play them Troy. Now i'm I'm so into them now troy berger um, i was Kanji waiting for the new shin megami tensei 4, game and this, this i mean this is it for me i just didn't know um so that's just i'm it's a nice little i've been this year i've been having a lot of new discoveries in games like the last of us who could have thought about that but i was about to say that's enough persona to talk cause i just realized i talked about it for almost 20 we, to we, 25 we easily minutes did. so are you not interested in Persona rpgs boy do i have you probably never do i have a podcast for you do I have a podcast for you? Because you probably not even got to this point. Um, Let's shift into the news. Because there is some. The biggest oh, news. Oh, should I do Release Radar
0: real quick? It's short.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it takes like what? Two seconds? Yeah, Below so. is coming to PS4 on April
0: 7th. Convoy is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on April 8th. Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming to PS4 on April 10th. And Tharsis
1: is coming to Switch on April 11th. They still didn't call it Final Fantasy VII Part 1.
0: I will ne- that, and that they never the will. They
1: will. Always die on. That is the dumbest thing they've ever done. Well, they're they gonna, gonna call the sequel hours, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake Continued. That, that's so dumb. <laughs> I could totally see them doing that too. And I can even imagine the curse of handwriting right under it. Just stop. <laughs> they just need to stop. <laughs> um, no. Speaking of uh, the Last of Us Two, just a moment ago, because I was saying that this is a year of first where I've never played that game before. Uh, the Last of Us Two turns out and you had more time. Iron Man VR are indefinitely.
0: Uh, delayed yeah sony is citing a global crisis as the reasoning which kind of makes me go didn't you say this shouldn't affect your console manufacturing
1: but you're i know and um even now xbox or microsoft and sony are now at this point unsure if it's going to affect their com uh console manufacturing. and i think it will even though a week ago they were just saying nah <laughs> And now they're like, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe. No, they're like, oh, we, shit, I said?
0: think this crap's going to stick around. We better
1: start. <laughs> yeah. Maybe these guys aren't just blowing off steam. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, as you can imagine, with the whole pandemic that's happening around the world. There's new information every week, and the levels of severity are always fluctuating. Real quick, so um,
0: speaking of the pandemic thing, because I forgot to bring this up yeah. earlier. Uh, the FMV intro to Resident Evil 3, boy, did that hit too close to
1: home. I know it was. It was just real people giving <laughs> cash about a virus that's spreading across the U.S. And I was like, "This is a oh, message you know, from what? the CDC." <laughs> yeah, it it was really, it was really it was really weird and surreal. Um, but yeah, Last of Us Two is definitely on that block to be delayed indefinitely. Um, a lot of people are pissed about that, and I'm fine with it. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I get. I should say I get it, but I don't, You know, if I was gonna get pissed off at it. The, the culmination of my feelings about it was, oh, man, that's Yeah,
0: it's like, eh. Hey.
1: And then I walked away. Yeah. <laughs> like, people were going in troves on the internet saying, how could you do this? This is ridiculous. Deliver it digitally. Everybody can get it. Let's go. It's done. I think that's prepotious. The only thing, and this is a real thing, I think,
0: I personally think Sony might, yeah, if might. nothing's been manufactured yet, they might be pushing this delay to go, you know what? fuck, we're hitting a wall. This is gonna be hard to pull off. Let's do a proper p s five port.
1: It's possible. It's possible. And you know the no- the other number one reason that people were saying that they d- are delaying it is not because the game's not finished development wise. Oh no, they said they, they said they Wano- said it's mostly finished. Yeah, it's it's just maximizing out the physical yeah. sales as well. And also, you know, we talked about it a few times here. Sony's also just um, purposely limiting the bandwidth across the yes. globe. Um, I can't even imagine. Let's say they did release digitally today. Can you even imagine how much that would just pinch the cables of just everybody it, trying yeah, to a game that's so massively big? I in mean, size? for the
0: record, like citing that stuff, uh, Final Fantasy VII was supposed to be available for preload on April 8th. They made it available mm-hmm. yesterday. To avoid, to avoid that kind of problem, problem, which, like, I'm grateful they did, because now we have days until it comes out, and it's already loaded on my console. It's Perfect. just hit-go and... on launch day.
1: And, you know, <laughs> I always, I'm always a fan of this kind of, I, I'm i always a fan of my own stance on this, of course, why we, you should always stick by your own guns, but, yourself. Well, um, I, so. I saw a few, uh, <laughs> points of contention that people were raising saying you know i always thought naughty dog was different as a developer you know i didn't think they're not ones to care about physical sales and you know i'm surprised that they're kind of they're not ones to care about making
0: money on the thing they worked on they
1: should really listen to the fans just like nintendo with animal crossing when everyone was losing their collective shits that it wasn't releasing a week early for reasons they were saying you know i really thought nintendo would just do this nobody gives a shit about the average consumer unless it makes them money. That's normal. That's just normal for life. Nobody's going to do something for free. Yeah, they are a business and they're not going to do anything for free. Even if it was, I even think it's beyond just manufacturing and sales. I think it's a little bit beyond that. I think, again, they're trying to consider the whole big scope here and say, you know, there's going to be more problems than there are going to be solutions from this. Even if we make a couple of million, there are going to be people, even without internet connections, let's just say, who are relying on getting the physical game to play the game. So, there's a lot of different logistical considerations that go into this. At the end of the day, though, let's just say it was because of physical sales. Hell yeah. If there's even a chance that I would lose any number of units that would span to the thousands because people wouldn't buy it physically of course at that I'm time pulling the just plug. to release it later. Yeah, of course I'm going to pull the goddamn plug on that. What are you, out of your mind? Like, come on. We're trying to match <laughs> what are you, the profits What are you, fucking here. stupid? What <laughs> Yeah, it's like what are you kidding me you think they're doing this out of the goodness of their heart yeah sure are they, are they great people outside Did they make a great story for you of course yeah they're not it's, doing it's, it a- like it's actually the they're
0: doing because it it's good it's the last of us part two dot org they're not in it for the profits they just really want to get the information out there
1: yeah just get it out there and listen i for one feel really bad if i feel for anybody it's a development team because they really busted their asses just to get this out and buy just a misfortune they had to delay it i would be if i was a developer very disappointed in just the turn of events that happened but you know the game's gonna come out yeah and for right now for all intents and purposes work on the games that have come out from the from the middle of 2019 up until now there have been so many titles that frankly i'd be surprised unless you were playing games diligently which a lot of people have there are titles that you have played all of them through There, there's no way You've got
0: stuff on... You, you so, have a
1: backlog, and I don't believe that you don't. There has to be. Oh, my God. God. I was looking at my Steam backlog the other day, and I was thinking, huh, that's fucking terrifying. So, I just thought it was kind of funny, and I'm not really... I'm bummed about it, but I see that they're now trying to do damage control by releasing some screenshots and just some general things. I heard there was a gameplay trailer for about a minute that was leaked. I don't know if you heard about that. Um, apparently, somebody... They, they were saying maybe it's a QA or somebody that released about a one-minute segment of the game. Uh, nothing was spoiled. <laughs> but now people are becoming concerned that randomly something's gonna drop on the internet one day where it's gonna spoil the game so now there's pressure on sony as a company now to say well what the fuck do we do that's at that point where i start feeling bad for the company and uh, the devs more specifically because fuck if i was neil Druckmann and the next day i found out somebody spoiled the penultimate moment of my game online a clip i would be pretty fucking demoralized and pissed off that's rough but Last of Us Two is coming. Play Final Fantasy. You don't like JRPGs. You, that sucks because there's two. there's Persona. two really good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play no, if else.
0: JRPGs are too much for you that you can't play Final Fantasy, go play Persona Five Royal, a game that is just yeah. systems
1: strapped on systems. <laughs> In high school. Um. But yeah, so that that's kind of the big one. Someone was even saying are like, "Damn it, I was really hoping for Iron Man VR." <laughs> they're like, "What am I gonna do now?" <laughs> Um but expect to see that for a lot of different games now. Um I think Jason Schreier came out on a tweet once that said, listen, April, it's gonna be dicey, May and beyond, delayed. There's no yeah. way. So who's to say? Let's see what happens. Um see what moving happens. on there. Deadpool is in Fortnite,
0: so truly God has left us. Uh if you're still He he has abandoned the Earth. It's over if you're still playing uh Fortnite, you could be Deadpool now. the chimichangas are loose the um <laughs> i know the fans have been really I, demanding i this got one. by the way i was dying i got that press email about it from epic and uh if <laughs> the Hot the, the subheader was like chimichangas and ben pack just cropped it and tweeted it and i was dying <laughs> looking at that cause the email was just sitting because the you email's and there it and was it. it just says it's an epic games email
1: and the uh, header is just chimichangas because you're having a rough time in quarantine you know you've been on week two to three of isolation you go in your inbox looking for any form of solace or good news and you just get chimichangas in the inbox subject oh uh, oh my god fuck uh, d- fuck that, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Fuck that. <laughs> like, delete. i can't i can't do that yeah I, i'd say mark it mark is right and just delete it or I'd take it away excuse oh, me god. Uh, oh god moving on from that uh,
0: e3 uh schedules are abounds uh june to yeah, 17 like, of 2021 they'll be launching a um a revamped e3
1: a day before my birthday that's fun this is this is not what i asked for but yeah
0: sure. um <laughs> and it. on top of that ign's looking to fill that gap uh with a summer of gaming event it's being planned in conjunction with the esa um no announcements for a show, but it sounds like they're just going to be covering some sort of
1: digital coverage. Yeah, I'm not the most avid reader or fan of IGN, but this is a fucking smart move. Yeah, That's smart. gotta fill that gap. Capitalize on that. E3, ESA also said that they they really haven't had any plans to announce any type of digital event either. I think they're just going to ride the coattails of this IGN event and just sponsor it and hope that that's enough
0: i I think it will be for now um best to go dormant uh other story i linked on here i want to talk about briefly all gamestop stores are now closed in massachusetts uh following the state issuing the company with a nuisance order but no fines uh this is a story from the boston globe uh stores are fully closed they're no longer doing curbside pickup and this is coming shortly after uh we're going around that gamestop was issuing Instructions to their employees about covering one hand with a plastic bag while
1: dealing with customers <laughs> via curbside pickup. I'm so surprised that an essential business such as GameStop has been told to close its yeah, stores. Uh, How will people survive? We, we, we,
0: we mentioned there. the essential business story. I just thought this was a nice follow-up uh, for Massachusetts going a little bit lighter, whereas Pennsylvania actually suspended their license to operate business.
1: And they're just saying, please stop the nuisance orderable things. Can you imagine you get curbside pickup for a GameStop game? I mean, it, curbside pickup? Yeah. Come outside, get
0: my the fun, game. Out. The funnier part is, like, this is even what I suggested when they were being a pain in the ass. I'm like, well, if you're insisting on doing something because they're letting non essential businesses do that at, at that point, it was yeah. keep, like, two people in the store, make it so you have to order online, and you could pick up at the curb, and someone will run the game out to you.
1: It's just such a bad situation for them. Such bad PR. It's so uh, Yeah, they, they do
0: not need this. Jesus. Uh,
1: Reggie chose a bad time to go to totally. the board. Best of luck, Reg. Uh,
0: I wanted to talk about this. I don't know if you know what's going on here. Have you heard about what's going on with Cooking
1: Mama Cookstar? No, but I saw it and I said, please, Rich wouldn't just write. Because, you know, there's some times where we have topics where it's like, hey, where's Dino Crisis? No. However, I thought it was one of those kinds of topics, but I said there's no way Rich would throw out Cooking Mama unless he had it on good faith that there's some rumblings about Cooking Mama. No, no, Mama. here's the thing. This game exists.
0: If you go look up information about Cooking Mama Cookstar, it came out this week. But if you click the link in their tweet about it to the eShop, it goes nowhere. You go to the eShop, you can't find it. At the same time, I know two people who walked into a store and found a copy of Cooking Mama Cookstar. It's a Switch game that exists, but few people can locate, and there seems to be no digital version.
1: It exists between realities. This is like that Berenstein berenstain thing. Schrodinger's Cooking Mama. It both exists and simultaneously does not exist at the same time. Look at this. I'm watching videos right now on it. Damn, I want to play I want to play a can't. Switch Cooking Mama, but <laughs> can't. we can't... I can't play this right now. It doesn't exist. And also, not only is it
0: difficult to find, we technically can't even leave the house right now to look for it.
1: I'd get curbside pickup for yeah. this. Yeah. Never mind. I take back what I, I said. I take <laughs> back what I said. Take we need back. GameStop. <laughs> curbside pickup. It's essential business. I can't believe... It, so I wonder why.
0: I don't know. If you... I And I did... I Don't worry. I did the science on this. I didn't just use the link. I actually fired up my Switch right before we started recording and searched Cooking Mama it's an auto-complete in the Switch eShop search bar, but turns up no results.
1: What? There must have been something wrong with it. Yeah, some, something's not right. I wonder who has it then. And also, then is it fine? Um, is there my, bugs? I wonder. My, why. my buddy
0: Max, who was one of the guys who used to run the Destructoid Twitch channel with me, uh, has a physical copy that he managed to get in a Best Buy <laughs> before it closed.
1: That's like a whole real item that belongs in a that's museum. That's the only for...
0: instance I know of seeing it in the wild. Like, that's how I know for sure it's real, is he has it.
1: Jeez. Fuck. I want it. Give I it. Want... I want Better it than now. Mama! <laughs> wow, I want to be a cook star. See, it's during tough times like these. Listen, everybody's going around making sourdough starters. Forget all that.
0: Oh, you gotta make bread. It takes 14 hours and often goes wrong.
1: I I have been astounded. While well, everyone's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be making my own sourdough starter," and I'm thinking, "What?
0: Get the fuck okay. out of here!"
1: I mean, yeah, listen. If you want to do this for your own interest, that's totally fine. But
0: that's still that... my <laughs> hergo. I feel like everyone's just
1: making bread. <laughs> that's my go. I go yeah, so, like, what when this whole thing ends up g- going dying down eventually? One day, one year, you still going to have do an it? abundance Are of. You still going to your... make your sourdough starter. Then, <laughs>
0: yeah, you've got to try making bread. It takes 14 hours and often is
1: unrewarding. And it, yeah, it often isn't good unless you really know what's going on there. That's so funny. There was um one tweet I saw. Not usually this pessimistic or fun, like sadistic with this line of thinking. But somebody wrote, um, you know, I feel I feel so comfortable. I feel so comfortable and relieved that everybody around me is talking about sourdough starters because I feel like I feel like such a genius compared to all the idiots. Like like, it's it's that um it's that old fucking penny
0: arcade joke of like at least my vast intellect gives me some sense of comfort.
1: Yeah, at least you look around, you're thinking maybe things aren't so bad out there for me. Maybe I'm doing okay. Um, It's everyone else that's wrong. But that's that's so funny. This is this is like its own little conspiracy. I wonder when they're gonna release it. Yeah, it's uh. Uh, also, there was a, um, a sale on the eShop. I don't know if they fixed it. They probably did. I was going to go check it out. They were selling Mario uh, the Rabbids game for 750 And that's a great it deal. Um, Nintendo rarely goes on sale with those kinds of games, I still wanted so. to. Uh,
0: I still never picked up the Donkey Kong DLC, which I wanted to do. Well, this uh, I think this has I'll it. So even go check it out. Yeah, Maybe go, they'll have a discounted, a too. Uh, never forget, the, but nobody the most important it. part of that is uh, for... Because I, I feel like nobody talked about it. There was a Donkey Kong-themed expansion... For Mario Rabbits, and there's a cranky rabbit in it.
1: <laughs> no, that the new No. I, didn't know. I yeah, was gonna say, of course I knew the, about that DLC. I didn't know. The, the, the new party name. member is a cranky rabbit. Oh, I like that. Oh. Um But yeah, it's 750. I don't know, I was gonna check it later because I, I always find out about these really good Nintendo sales, and then I go on, it's like, no, it's over, it was time to bet. Too late. And I was thinking, oh fuck, but um people could not find it on the eShop. They said weird. it was an international sale, and the UK was saying, I see it. And U.S. was saying no, it's still fifty nine ninety nine. So I don't know, but I was gonna go check it out. I mean, seven fifty for the gold edition, which does include the yeah, DLC. Go. and has Grant Kirkhope's godly soundtrack. That you, I know uh, you I did. On vinyl. Quick in the um, in the oh.
0: Skype chat, check out this cranky boy. Let me see this cranky boy. Let's
1: see. Oh, look at his look at his barrel crossbow. Gun it's also thing. his cane. It collapses into his cane. Oh, that's so cool. Somebody, um, I saw a comment that somebody had written. They said, anytime I see a rabbit, I break down into physical pain. <laughs> Which, hey, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody else responded saying, listen, it's not that bad. And, so, and then somebody else was like, no, listen, I, I'm similar to that first guy. It, it's it's bad. pretty bad. <laughs> like, it's worse than having an ulcer. Because rabids are the minions of gaming. <laughs> yeah, they really, uh, they had a terrible intro there. So, it, it's so funny how now, let me tell you, even, I had not bought this game because I heard it was so fun. But the rabbits do turn me off. It was sure. I had so. as
0: an early switch adopter. There were very few gaming options, so I was like, "Ah, eh, let me get this thing." And I was like, "Oh, okay, it's like baby's first XCOM, but with Mario. I'm into it."
1: And apparently, even though it's not XCOM, it's still pretty difficult. I'm well, because right? it's got its own
0: ideas, like implementing double jumps and stuff, and uh, combos where you can launch other characters into the air. There's there's smart ideas there.
1: Speaking of XCOM, I think that came to the Switch recently in the past. Uh, yes, it did. Yes, XCOM it did. XCOM Two.
0: I don't know. I have any. Yeah, so uh, the XCOM Two collection was announced. That might be what you're thinking of.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, a lot of more games are coming to the Switch though. But yeah, the Rabbids games are on sale. Cookin' Mama doesn't exist, even though it does it exist in its own little pocket dimension. Mm-hmm. If you can find, if you can find Cookin Mama, let us know. I would love to. I would love to own this digitally. If you ever, you know, strike gold one day, please. Please my cooking us. mama
0: is yours for the taking but you'll have to find it first <laughs> my
1: god yeah, man. um but i was gonna say i mean do we have any? uh news? no
0: i mean that's pretty much it uh i think
1: what a great persona
0: in Resident yeah Evil this cast. is a great uh persona cast i are art thou and thou art i uh by listening to this podcast you have established a new bond I kind of like these
1: kind of bonds because this is kind of a forced. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. You have to listen to us every week. Yeah, it's not hey please anymore. It's uh, you can break it. The wings of rebellion. I don't remember the exact Persona Five speech. (laughs) It's it's pretty. It's it's a little it's a little heavy, but um yeah. Now that you formed a link with us, link uh, you know listen to us every week. Listen to us. We're here to get you through the every damn
0: week. uh, we'll get you through this madness. We'll talk about games, uh, housekeeping stuff, uh obviously we're, we're here you can find us uh at gecko, the gecko Games, our wonderful home on anchor um and all your other favorite podcast services where you can subscribe uh a big big thanks to heather ramos for our wonderful logo and to ed Viquette for our intro uh ask us questions gecko games podcast at gmail.com and find us on twitter you can find eric at beautiful underscore eric and you can find me at the Richmeister zero um
1: and i guess that about does it Rich, as always, thank you for just. Thanks for just existing. Thanks for being here and complimenting my hat and being you. Yeah, I, I really did enjoy it. I have to say, I'm not. A, I'm not a hat wearer, but you know, after seeing this, I was thinking. Yeah, well, I'm not a hat,
0: hat wearer myself, as you know, but as if I'm not leaving the house.
1: I mean, hey, listen, this could be this could be your time skip evolution. Uh, that's my well, thing. You could I come, come out. That's what I'm saying. This could be your. Yeah, thing. I come back out with hats. I want to make it so that you just don't. This is one of those things where there has to be a rule with the time, Skip. You can't say anything about it. You you just come out, emerge yourself into the world, and they'll say, Rich, Rich, is this a new look? And they'll say, oh, what? It's been a long time, huh? And like... It's been a long time, huh? (laughs) You (laughs) guys... Exactly. You're like, hey, guys, you want to go grab some dinner and lunch? You go, yeah. And I go, is that Rich? You go, sup, guys? It's been a long time, huh? (laughs) Even the snapback. Catch you waiting, huh? (laughs) And I go, Rich, is that you? Oh, that's exactly how it has to happen. <laughs> and you can't, that, the whole golden rule is you can't make any reference to what has changed. Yeah. You just got to make sure that it's this unspoken thing that everybody's acknowledging, but you're just continuing on. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry. We yeah, had to end yeah, on I that. that. That's a Until next time,
0: <laughs> we'll meet you all on Sabadobe Archipelago in two years' time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.